Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Simply Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Martinez. So glad to be here with you today. I'm so glad you would take some time on your day to spend time here with us on the podcast. So most Christians feel unqualified and unprepared to make disciples. So we exist to help simplify disciple making, to help you live out your faith and impact others. And that's why we're here. That's the whole point of this podcast. And so I just want to thank you for spending your time with us today and to continue uh, growing as disciple makers for Christ. Now, before we get started, I have a gift for you to help you grow as a disciple maker. It's my free online workshop called Disciple Maker, right? That's what it's called. Four steps to help you live out your faith and impact others. It's four simple steps. It's chopped full of pro tips, tools, and strategies that'll help you grow as a disciple maker for Christ. Uh, It's free. It's linked below in the description. Again, my free online workshop, called Disciple Makers. All going to help you grow, be better than anything else you'll get out of this podcast, that's for sure. There's so much in there, so go check that out. Uh, And even in today's podcast, if you're feeling convicted, if you're feeling like, man, I want to grow my faith, I need more than just the the typical grind, the going to church and the going to small group, I want more of the Christian life, go check out that uh, online workshop. Okay, now as we get started today, I have something uh, special for you guys. So Jesus was known uh, for parables, right? He was masterful at parables and analogies. I actually think they're super helpful for us in grasping uh, things in life, right? Uh, maybe we're using similes uh, or metaphors uh, to talk about things and help understand the problems or issues um, or celebrations in our day, right? And Jesus was masterful at that. And I have a parable for you that I wanted to share with you. And I, uh, I just want you to share your faith. That's the goal of this podcast uh, episode, is to help you share your faith. And so this is a parable called The Fishless Fisherman. Now, I'm not sure exactly where this originated from, but I've had it for a long time, and I thought the vision of this uh, uh, article is going to be so worth sharing with you. So I want to share I just want to read it to you in hopes uh, that you'll catch a glimpse um, of uh, the vision of sharing your faith with others, right? So it's called the fishless fisherman, right? We know in Matthew four nineteen that Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So even as he's telling us, follow me, he's telling us, I'm going to have you go get others to help follow me, right? So follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It's right there baked into his command to follow him is a command to make disciples, right? And so I want to share this parable with you. Uh, so sit back, uh, listen. If you're mowing, if you're in the car, just give it a listen. I hope it's helpful for you and impactful for you. And we'll talk about it as soon as we're done. Okay, so here we go. The parable of the fishless fisherman. Now it came to pass that a group existed who called themselves fishermen. And lo, there were many fish in the waters all around. In fact, the whole area was surrounded by streams and lakes filled with fish. And the fish were hungry. Week after week, month after month, and year after year, these who called themselves fishermen met in meetings and talked about their call to fish, the abundance of fish, and how they might go about fishing. Year after year, they carefully defined what fishing means, defended fishing as an occupation, and declared that fishing is always to be a primary task of fishermen. Continually, they searched for new and better methods of fishing, and for new and better definitions of fishing. Further, they said, the fishing industry exists by fishing as fire exists by burning. They loved slogans such as, fishing is the task of every fisherman, and fisherman, every fisherman is a fisher, and a fisherman's outpost for every fisherman's club. 
They sponsored special meetings called Fisherman's Campaigns in the month for fishermen to fish. They sponsored costly nationwide and worldwide congresses to discuss fishing, to promote fishing, and hear about all the ways of fishing, such as the new fishing equipment, fish calls, and whether any new bait was discovered. These fishermen built large, beautiful buildings called fishing headquarters. The plea was that everyone should be a fisherman and every fisherman should fish. One thing they didn't do, however, they didn't fish. In addition to meeting regularly, they organized a board to send out fishermen to other places where there were many fish. All the fishermen seemed to agree that what is needed is a board which could challenge fishermen to be faithful in fishing. The board was formed by those who had the great vision and courage to speak about fishing, to define fishing, and to promote the idea of fishing in faraway streams and lakes where many other fish of different colors lived. Also, the board hired staffs and appointed committees and held many meetings to define fishing, to defend fishing, and to decide what new streams should be thought about. But the staff and committee members did not fish. Large, elaborate, and expensive training centers were built whose original and primary purpose was to teach fishermen how to fish. Over the years, uh, courses were offered on the needs of fish, the nature of fish, where to fish, the psychological reactions of fish, and how to approach and feed fish. Those who taught had doctorates in fishology, but the teachers did not fish. They only taught fishing. Year after year, after tedious training, many were graduated and giving fishing licenses. They were sent to do full-time fishing, some to distant waters that were filled with fish. Some spent much study and travel to learn the history of fishing and to see faraway places where the founding fathers did great fishing in the centuries past. They lauded the faithful fishermen of years before who handed down the idea of fishing. Further, the fishermen built large printing houses to publish fishing guides. Presses were kept busy day and night to produce materials solely devoted to fishing methods, equipment, and programs to arrange and to encourage meetings to talk about fishing. A speaker's bureau was also provided to schedule special speakers on the subject of fishing. Many who felt the call to be fishermen responded. They were commissioned and sent to fish. But like fishermen back home, they never fished. Like the fishermen back home, they engaged in all kinds of other occupations. They built powerful plants to pump water for fish and tractors to plow near waterways. They made all kinds of equipment to travel here and there to look at fish hatcheries. Some also said they wanted to be part of the fishing party but they never felt called to furnish fishing equipment. Others felt their job was to relate to the fish in a good way, so the fish would know the difference between good and bad fishermen. Others felt that simply letting the fish know they were nice, uh, land-loving neighbors, and how loving and kind they were was enough. After one stirring meeting on the necessity of fishing, one young fellow left the meeting and went fishing. The next day, he reported he had caught two outstanding fish. He was honored for his excellent catch and scheduled to visit all the big meetings possible to tell how he did it. So he quit his fishing in order to have time to tell about the experience to the other fishermen. He was also placed on the fisherman's general board as a person having considerable experience. 
Now it's true that many of the fishermen sacrificed and put up with all kinds of difficulties. Some lived near the water and bore the smell of dead fish every day. They received the ridicule of some who made fun of their fishermen's clubs and the fact that they claimed to be fishermen yet never fished. They wondered about those who felt it was of little use to attend the weekly meetings to talk about fishing. After all, were they not following the master who said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men? Imagine how hurt some were when one day a person suggested that those who didn't catch fish were really not fishermen, no matter how much they claimed to be. Yet it did sound correct. Is a person a fisherman if year after year he never catches a fish? Crazy. Now, there's a lot in there. I would encourage you, if you have the time, uh, go back and listen to that parable again. There's so much in there to unpack and to think about. But I want to ask you this question. Are you a fishless fisherman? Are you a fishless fisherman? Are you uh, just sitting on lakes? Are you attending board meetings? Are you, uh, like to go along with this parable, uh, uh, going to speakers meetings and those kinds of things? Are you just talking about fishing? Or are you actually fishing? Are you just talking about fishing? Or are you actually fishing. So I want to encourage you with this. It's okay. Uh, if you raise your hand and say, man, Nathan, I'm a fishless fisherman, uh, because there's room for repentance, forgiveness, and room to grow, right? There really is. And so if you're sitting here saying, man, Nathan, I'm a fishless fisherman, uh, then that's great because now we have nowhere to go but up. So I want to encourage you, uh, if you have nowhere to go from here, say, Nathan, I have no idea how to fish and I have no idea what to do once I've caught a fish. Well, then I want to encourage you, download that free guide. Uh, that online workshop, Disciple Maker, get that, and that will help you become an actual fisherman. I want to say, apart from that, there are other things you need to do, uh, and it's it all starts with loving God and knowing God, right? To have faith, to love Him, and to trust Him. I want to encourage you with this. Uh, if you are in Christ, God says over you, just as He says to Jesus in the book of Matthew, this is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased, Right? That's true for you if you are in Christ. And the love that you have experienced in Christ should compel you to want to share that love with others. And that's the Christian life, right? You've been so affected by the love of God, right? He lo we love because He first loved us, us, right? So because He first loved you, in spite of who you were in your sin, you get to love and share with others the glory and uh, beauty of Christ in His gospel, and so that should compel you to want to be a fisherman, right? Uh, not this, I have to check this box off or check that box off. And in order to be a fisherman, I have to catch fish, right? Listen to me. Uh, the gospel should compel you, to love, compel you to love others, right? All that's required for salvation is to have faith in Jesus in his life, death, and resurrection. That being said, you get to live in light of that. You get to live in light of that, right? You get to show your love for him and for others, right? Just as I show my love for my wife through doing dishes, asking about her day, and those kinds of things, you get to show your love for Christ uh, by following him and being a fisherman. I want to leave you with that gospel truth and say, don't be a fisherman because you quote-unquote have to be a fisherman. Be a fisherman because you get to be, that Jesus has redeemed you. And because of what he's done for you, you get to fish for him because you want to. And your joy is not complete until others experience what you have experienced. That's all I have for you today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this parable. And just praying that you would uh, grant the listener to repeat uh, this parable in their minds, that they might think about it and meditate, meditate on it. I pray that you would use this uh, in the listener's life, that they might know you and make you known for the sake of your name among the nations. Amen.